What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Big Little Life with the Dashleys. And today is a special day. Ash, why don't we just, why don't you say why today is a special day? Today's George's birthday. His third he's birthday. Three. That's our little boy. I can't believe he's already three. I can't either. Man. Birthdays are a weird thing for me, for, for my kids. Why? Because it's like so happy that they're getting older, but also it's like the the uh, memorial of the day I had like crazy surgery to get them out of me. Yeah. Which was traumatizing to me. Uh, yeah. So it is like, I try not to let my mind go there and I just focus on the happy stuff and shower them with gifts and love. But also it's like, ugh, three years ago today, I was like a wreck. I guess like it's easier for me to wreck. think of the happy things about George because I didn't have to go through that. You know, when you're walking along the beach and you see the jellyfish that have been washed up on the shore... Uh-huh. And they're just like not doing well. Yeah. That's like my greatest comparison to how I feel after having a C-section for a baby. Like your stomach used to be nice and round and no, full. No, like not even that. Just like, like they're just like these jellyfish that wa- wash up on the sand and they just can't live life anymore and they're just dying. That's how and you felt after your C-section? Yeah. I could see that. Your abs literally ripped in half. Well, no, it's not like comparing it to my body. Just like. The jellyfish. Just the feeling. The, I feel like how they feel as they lay dying on the sand is how I felt after my C-section with George. Jeez. Yeah, that's major surgery. And it doesn't, it's like, just because it happens so often, like, I feel like people tend to think it's not as major, but it's like seriously major surgery. And they make you sign this paper before you go in that says like, you can't sue. Nobody in your family can sue if you die and says that you could die. Like it was well, intense. and George's was intense too. His was like, his was an emergency C-section. Too. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it, well, it's well, George's gonna, birthday, and, and we're going to talk more about that. We wanted. Oh yeah, go ahead. We're going to start our podcast off today with a little on this day in history because it's George's birthday, September sixteenth. By the way, have we said we're recording this on September sixteenth? George's birthday is September sixth. So on this day in history, three years ago, little George was born, but that's the most believe it or not, other things have happened on this day in history. And we're going to start back at the beginning. And we all know that time began when America started. No, that's a joke. (laughs) Everything before that was a mistake. Wait, what movie is that from? Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yeah. No, we actually don't believe that. And I love history. Um, and that was just a joke for anyone who's taking offense to for that For anybody right now. who's not seen Parks and Rec, it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Wait, 16... Anything what? else Donald Trump wants to say to us right now? Look, everything before 2014 was a mistake, okay? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's good. 2016. <laughs> 2016. My bad. That was a mistake, what I just said. So... Um, have we even talked about how excited Dallin and I are for the elections? Election (laughs) season, no matter who is running or what party is in power, is literally our favorite season. I mean, they are skilled, like, persuaders and debaters up there. They say it all. They say it all. And we just sit there and soak it in. Yeah, some people buy cable for, like, the big game or (laughs) for some sort of, like, season finale. The Olympics. Or the Olympics. We buy cable for the elections. (laughs) It is Uh, the last Republican election. And, like, Dallin and I are fairly conservative people and we did, like, vote Republican or conservative in the last election. But I cannot say how... Like, Did you vote Republican or Libertarian? I think I registered as a Libertarian. 
I think I did too. Just because I was like, eh. Anyways. 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 The last election was so hilarious to us. We didn't have cable then because we were like poor apartment college students. And we would go to the gym. At Vasa at Fitness. At Vasa Fitness. And we just like plugged our headphones into the little radio transmitter thing on the treadmill. And we for <laughs> were like on two hours. We were on the ellipticals watching the debate together because we didn't have TV. Like laughing out loud. And, and we would like turn to each other and be like, like, oh my gosh, did they just did say Donald that? Trump just say that? Yeah. It was my favorite time. And it's coming in. And this is a, well, Donald Trump is going to be involved. So you know it's going to be great television. <laughs> like not necessarily the best message or uplifting it's gonna be cringy it's like watching cops it's gonna be great (laughs) that's the best analogy you know you watch it because um whether or not you agree with it it's like cops donald trump is like if i had she's like an he's like an angry grandma who has no filter and you know like the things angry grandmas like say under their breath as they pass brother yeah as they pass people they don't approve of or like see things on the television like you've you've seen old people like they turn off like something happens on the television and they like say something super inappropriate or like racist (laughs) or that is donald trump yeah who i respect as our president and Anyways, Anyways, let's move on. Okay. Uh, 1620, the Pilgrims set sail from England on the Mayflower on, on this September day in 16th. History. So George, uh, this is a special day because a the lot Pilgrims of other left things happened that I don't really, I've never heard of. So in 1668, King John Casimir V of Poland abdicated his throne. Okay, and I don't know why. I'm bored. Another thing happened in 1810. Mexico had the Revolution for Independence broke out in mexico in 1810 on this day cool that's and, good because you know, the spaniards really just thought that they were the shiz back there you know did they you took some classes in this right uh-huh in like mexican history yeah all right i have some favorite things about george um his little thing that he says that we still don't know what he's saying i thought i'd take it off i son i take you up i think he's saying like i thought i'd take it off it's what it sounds like. I'm going to take this up or something, but he's like, he says, it I saw a ticky sup. And, but then like when he's sad or when he thinks we're hurt or something, he'll come up to us and he's like, I saw a ticky sup, dad. I thought I'd take it I off. I thought dad. I'd take it up. I don't know what he's saying. That's how he says it. And I want to record it and like have it forever when he stops saying it because it's such a cute little thing that's only George's that he didn't get from anybody else from any movie. For many of us, it's just a little thing that he started saying, and it's like it's uniquely George, and I want to capture that and have it forever. I don't know if we have it on video yet. I don't think probably so. somewhere, but it's like I. It sounds I like I thought I take. Sup. I thought I'd take it off. It's but he. It, that's it, what it sounds like to me. Take you some. That's what it says. I don't really know what he's saying, but it's precious, and I love it. And I love that George is picky and very temperamental in particular. And he's just like too smart for his age and he talks so well and he's like adventurous and loves playing and he's like, don't you get me and just runs away and like just wants me to play with him all the time and just a little angel straight from heaven. He's perfect. That's cute. Yeah. My favorite things about George, um, I love how he sits on our porch and yells at people. (laughs) He's very like... I don't know where he came from, 
but he doesn't like strangers or feeling uncomfortable or like, so he sits on our porch and plays. And if anyone walks by, he tell he goes, shoo, shoo, you get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> or at and the park, if kids are like shouting, he'll be like, hey, calm down. Yeah. If anyone's talking loud at the park, he'll go and yell at them to calm down. That makes me feel bad because like, it sounds like that's what we say to him all the time, but we really don't say that like hardly ever. And he goes, hey, you calm down right now. Calm down right now in the world forever. <laughs> oh, that's my other favorite thing. If he's really mad at you, he'll use the words forever and in the world at the end of the sentence. So like if he, if he didn't want me to come upstairs because he's like doing something he shouldn't be doing, he'll go, he'll say, hey, go talk to dad right now, forever <laughs> in the world. <laughs> forever in the world. I walked in and he was getting candy out of the pantry. Yeah, he always pushes He like the chair snuck over. away from us and I like kind of scared him because he knew he's like not supposed to be up there. And he's like, oh, no, go check mom. And he tells me to go check mom or yeah. something. So that so I'm like, oh, okay. So that he can get back to perusing for candy in or the pantry. Or if we ever like turn on a show, he'll if I turn on a show for him, I'll be like, George, do you want to snuggle? And he'll say, no, mom, you go check dad right now. Bye. <laughs> like he just wants to be alone. Yeah. Sweet little boy. Um, and he I, just started sleeping in the guest bedroom on the big king size yeah, bed. Yeah, like we just made him this bed and we just got a bed for us. Like a, it has like a bed head, a bed. Like what's the thing at the front of the headboard. bed? A headboard. Bed head. Um, and our last bed was just a frame. So we got a new mattress and moved the old one down into the guest bedroom. And George now prefers to sleep there. <laughs> so George sleeps on the big... He calls it's it, probably because all of his toys don't fit on his twin size bed. He calls it mom's white bed. Mom's white bed. Yeah, not yours. It's mine. He called it mom and dad bed. Oh, really? With me. But he called, apparently now he today just calls he it mom's white bed. He called it George's white mommy's white bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's able to talk more now. And it's still like... It's still like toddler English, but it's like we can tell what he's saying. And yeah. It's so cute. Or if he sees new things, he'll like walk up to it and be like, oh, it's beautiful. Except he doesn't do it to beautiful vistas or like beautiful pictures. He does it to like a traffic cone. He'll walk up it's to him and be like, beautiful. it's beautiful. Yeah. So like precocious and full of wonderment. Um, All right. Moving on. That was a good memorial for George at the start of this podcast. And thank you guys for sticking with us through that because that was uh, a moment for ourselves you that guys, we thought we would share with you. You guys need to write to Dallin specifically and just tell him that you like our podcast and you like hearing us talk about things because he always stresses that it's too much or like we're rambling and I always make him not erase everything. So I you just need to send him a personal that message. That sounds pretty bad. But I just sometimes find myself wondering like, why do people listen to this? <laughs> you know, I just, but, um, you guys send so many kind messages already all the time. And I just need to remember that and not, not get down on myself because just, it's just write like, to Dallin who, and tell him people who don't want to listen. Like they're not part of our audience. Our part of our audience are the ones that we care about. And we're talking to the, to you listening right now. And, and you're the ones that you're the one that I care about and who I keep in mind when we edit and the rest that aren't listening don't need to even care about them because they're not listening. Well, I think Don and I are kind of like naturally shy people. You see us on the vlog and we're like crazy, like crackheads. On our vlog, <laughs> our vlog is our social selves. You well, know no, saying? like, but you don't get that when we're filming. It's just us. Like no one else is around. Yeah. And it just feels like we're being goofy 
to I'm being goofy with Dallin and Dallin's being goofy with me and we're just being dorks with and our we kids. we are being dorks in front of this little black rectangle that is a camera. Which has no expressions it and no, no judgment. We can't even see ourselves. It doesn't have a flip out screen. Or like I wonder right, how it would change if it had a flip out screen. I know. Or like right now, it's just me talking to a microphone and Dallin looking at me talking into a microphone. It's not like we're talking to a huge group of people like gauging your reactions and yeah. and hearing when you laugh or anything. Uh-huh. So it's hard to know like exact what, opposite of public speaking although like our words reach thousands of people every day. Yeah, it's hard to know what exactly that it's we're saying is funny or to know if we're just rambling and everyone is like, "Well, oh my gosh." You never are, know. Like, what are they want, saying? I want to know again? how people react to like specific parts of the podcast or the vlog. Yeah, you just never know. Well, and there's no you don't comments. You get that feedback. There's no comments on on podcasts, uh-huh. right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No, none. Yeah, so you just Hopefully don't know. Someday. Like we post a video and if people hate it, we know right away that people hate it. <laughs> or if we offend someone, we know right away. Uh, but with yeah. the podcast, we have no idea. And it's just pure unfiltered. Action. I get the emails. You don't check emails, but people email every day saying different things about the podcast, what they like, what they didn't like, but it's usually just what they like. What do people not like? Um, How I say like, I really try hard not to say A few it. people say we say like too much few people say you cut me off. Other people say I cut you off. It's yeah. just like... Jerk. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> it's just... Look, this is not scripted. We plan it, but not like every single detail. So far, pardon me if I cut you off sometimes. We have both have thoughts. And the majority of you are, just love it and love hearing all of it. <sighs> Rant this is, over. This is like a side note, but my favorite thing to do to Dallin in public is he'll tell me to do something or ask me to do something. And I'll just look at him and I'll be like, you tell me what to do one more time and I'm done. (laughs) And the people around us don't know what to do. Just like, oh, oh, geez. (laughs) I I just had to go to the bathroom all of a sudden. Excuse me. It'll be something simple like, hey, Ash, can you watch the kids while I go to the bathroom? And I'll just turn to him and kind of whisper like, Tell me Are what to do kidding? one more time. <laughs> like Michael Scott to Toby, I will kill you. <laughs> it's my favorite. And then I say I'm kidding, but sometimes I think the people who hear think I'm just saying I'm kidding because I realize they heard me. Yeah. Not because I was really kidding. That just came to my mind and I wanted to share that. I'm glad you did. All right. Let's talk about our trip from hell. Okay. We just went to Jackson and it, it okay. Wait, It's just story, a dichotomy. We go to Jackson Hole for George's birthday now. Every year. It's a tradition. It's a new tradition. It's mostly for us because we love it there. This is the third time we've gone during this time of year. The first time George was still in Ashley's belly. Right. 
and it was i was pregnant with him right the third it was like the first week of september and then george was born shortly after like a week ashley later. was very pregnant long drive being pregnant up to jackson from here mm-hmm. but we did it and it was really fun and then we went for george's second birthday and third birthday this year mm-hmm. and we invited some special friends this time ellie and jared from youtube they're known as ellie and jared <laughs> and their podcast is called ellie and jared podcast they are just widely known throughout the world as like one of the the star family vloggers and they were one of the early ones on YouTube and they've been doing this for six and years. And we were super starstruck and, and like, we love them. We've got to be on their pod. They invited us to be on their podcast and we got to hang out with them then. And then we went up to Jackson, just became good friends with them. And we're so grateful for them and like their advice and the other friendship. And it was just so much fun. So that was awesome. And that I just wanted to say first, because yeah, we'll that is that. like all of the, that that made the trip so much fun. And there's a lot more that I could say about that and probably will. But the reason Ashley calls it the trip from hell it was. is just the whole other side of things. I don't even think Ellie and Jared knew how much our kids were barfing because we hit it pretty well. I mean, we, they we, knew our kids were sick and their kids were sick too. So it was kind of one of those moments where we turned to each other and said, let's be sick together. Uh-huh. Um, there was a lot going on and I don't want this to be the barf podcast, but we talked enough about throwing up yesterday live on Facebook. Yeah. And <laughs> people like we got a few comments that people were like, okay, you, you can stop talking about bar- barf. I will say this though. And I said it in the vlog. I was highly impressed with us. There was a day when the out would have just ended our marriage and our, our lives marriage. and just everything like having it happen in the car and in the beds, and in the hotel, and in the stroller. There was puke everywhere. So many times. Like, we were at the National Park, and George got sick in the stroller. And I didn't even, like, I didn't even freak. I just said, oh, Dallin, I need your help. George, and we just George kick it up. into puke cleanup mode and, it, and just feel a lot of love and sympathy for George. That's how I get through it, is just feeling bad for sweet little Georgie who's feeling sick. All right, but then we just kept going. And then we're just like, all right. We got some pukey clothes. We'll just put them in this little bag, zip it up, and let's go. Grand Teton was a really good park to be sick in because it had a lot of stroller-friendly areas. So George and James really just laid in the sunshine in the stroller and were pushed around. And I think it was almost better for them than being in the hotel. Why do I always forget the name of that lake? Lake Jenny. Lake Jenny. Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Man, such one of my favorite places on earth. This beautiful glacier lake crystal clear water surrounded by the tetons you get to ride a boat across it to this beautiful hiking trail and this is the second time we've done that we took ellie and jared and their kids out and we just hung out on the beach over there through rocks skipped rocks really cute. Well, tried to skip rocks i packed all of george's birthday dinosaurs yeah um in his backpack and we got to do like dinosaurs on the beach so after george threw up he was feeling better and just had some fun mixed with crying every once in a while but we still had fun just played in the water Beautiful, beautiful day. It was just one of those, like, I feel like Dallin and I have try- been trying to get to a place where our kids' emotions do not affect our emotions, where mm-hmm. we can rise above if they're having, like, meltdowns. We can still be happy and not be having a meltdown because they're having a meltdown. That's, and I think we achieved that yes, on the beach that day in Jackson. That's a good insight. That's something that I've heard for my whole life. And I've always been like, yeah, that's a good idea. But like, but it really does make me mad when people do this. And I just finally like realized 
make you mad means you're giving control to them to make you mad or they make you annoyed means you're allowing them to control like you and make kids you annoyed. Or just anyone. Kids, yappy little dogs or um anything in the world. Your spouse, politics, anybody. Work. Like if you say if you say the the president makes me so mad, you're allowing the president to control you instead of like focusing on what you can do in your circle of influence to change things for the better. And so, like, I finally, I guess this is moving to Inspiration Station real quick. Here it goes. <laughs> Ready or not. <laughs> um, One day I'll have a soundboard and have yeah. a train sound. <laughs> <laughs> we need to just break down and buy that. It's like, what? It's like 400 bucks. The little road podcaster station. There's all these inputs for the mics. And then there's like a big pad of keys that you can program to have noises when you hit them. That's going to just up our podcast like 50 notches. For also, the, a little tray of instruments right here that we can jingle and jangle. For into. probably the next six months, it'll just be me or Dallin going. While we save up for that and our little instrument. Wouldn't it be funny if we started a new segment with a recorder and it was like. Wait, keep going with your thought. Okay. Um so I figured, I, I finally just was like, okay, what do I need to tell myself every morning to get my mind in the right? To just like have a healthy frame of reference for my view on the world today. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the, my biggest problems are letting my kids annoy me, letting little things that people tell me to annoy me or make me mad or rub me the wrong way. You can say Ashley. Something that Ashley says, letting it annoy me because like my, like I... And focusing my attention on a certain aspect instead of the whole picture. And whatever you where wherever your attention goes, your energy flows. That's from Tony Robbins. So um, I decided that what I need to tell myself every morning to get my mind in the right is this. And I think it's pretty inspirational. And I think a lot of therapists out there would be proud of me. It's this. I am not in control of anybody else's emotions. And nobody is in control of my emotions. And my motive is love. I just said that over and over and over. I'm not in control of anybody else's emotions. Nobody's in control of my emotions. Except you. Well, except me. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my intent, my motivation is love behind everything that I do. And that rather means than like get it done perfectly rather than, or get it done rather fast. than the easiest route or rather than like the most efficient way or the fastest or the or... fastest. And so telling myself that I don't have control over anybody else's emotions kind of frees me from feeling responsible for how others perceive things. That was a breakthrough parenting thing for me. What? I can, I have no control over my kids' emotions. Yeah, me neither. Like, they have all the feelings in the world and they're going to feel all of them whether or not i'm happy about it or not mm -hmm. and like the best thing i can do is try and like i can control the environment right i cannot the control their emotions i can help them to calm down but uh, but telling somebody to not feel the way you feel adult or child stop feeling the way you're feeling or be that happy just, that just makes them mad right and that does that just invalidates them and that just basically communicates to them adult or child that you don't believe in them that you don't think they're capable of like handling their emotions you have to do it for them but if you allow somebody to feel the way they're feeling and don't put that on you to feel like you have to control their emotions and just breathe and and approach it from a point of what would like of how can i love this person or how can i help or or what effect can i have here for the better 
then that's just a totally different focus than than stop crying or stop acting that way or stop stop feeling the way you're feeling basically well that's what i think that's why i think the beach day went so well in jackson like old Dallin ashley might have said we like we don't want to go the kids are going to break down like we can't we can't make maintain their happiness on this trip or you know like feeling like we mm -hmm. couldn't go if they're going to be sad or grouchy or mad mm -hmm. and we knew like going in that they were going to be that they were not feeling well but that it could still be a fun leisurely day like laying on the beach like just relaxing and but they still like cried 80 percent of the time well, not 80 percent. they just it went from happy to sad really fast all the time and i wasn't immediately like trying to fix them i was like all right what can i do to help right, you we just quick? like held them and, and then we went right back to what we and were doing. honestly like it would have been the same at home except i think we had a little more fun at the beach than we yeah, were definitely a lot more fun and we we're just hanging out with ellie and jared instead of stuck in our hotel room yeah and their their kids are like having some issues too every once in a while and they're dealing with it and we just kind of look at each other and like huh, parenting am i right and we just kept on keeping on and having fun and it was like so awesome to be yeah. able to be with them and their kids are young too and just to be able to relate with them and still have fun with them that was so much fun we had a little I, skipping contest and they bought lunch. Okay. And then the other side of... A rock skipping contest. A rock... Oh, <laughs> rock skipping. Not a human skipping contest. A rock skipping contest. Okay. So that was the um, I am not in control of anybody else's emotions portion of it. The portion nobody else is in control of my emotions is like twofold. Number one, basically like reminding myself that, okay, I guess the main purpose of that is just onefold is to like remind myself that nobody is in control of me. I can't blame anybody else for how I'm feeling. And I am accountable for my own emotions, no matter what's going on around me. And if I don't give control to other people, then that is like my greatest, that is like my greatest free, that is everybody's inalienable right. Like right there. Even Viktor Frankl talked about that in the Nazi death camps. He figured out that nobody could control his mind or his reactions to things. And that is everybody's, um, like every single human on earth has the freedom to choose how they will like feel about something and their emotions and other things. Outside influences can definitely influence your emotions, but you are the one who decides what your, like what your emotions are going to be about something. Mm -hmm. And you can either look at this, like, like Tony Robbins said, something that was really interesting. He's like, he was talking about September 11th because that just happened. And he was actually doing a conference during that time. And he looked around and talked about it. And he said, loving people found ways to love. Mad people found ways to get mad. Angry people found ways to be angry. Hateful people found things to hate. And happy people found ways to be happy. And I just think that no matter what is going on, dogs yapping, kids crying, can kids you throwing tell, up. Can, can you hear Dallin's triggers coming out? There they are. Yeah. Um, spouse saying something that you would say a different way and um, you have the tendency to get mad about something like that. Rather than like letting it control you, just breathe like and just seek context. Like, is this what you meant when you said that? Or that like... Yeah, you can Something still like that, you not know be okay with it. You can be like, you can be like, I feel this way when I'm spoken to like that. I'd rather have this. Or did you mean to say this? Or just tell me more about like, what are you, you seemed mad. Are you mad? You seem like you're attacking me. Were you attacking me? Like before you just like, well, I'll be gone. 
you know, it's just like, breathe. Nobody can control my emotions. I'm just going to sit back here and be Dallin and see how I can help or seek understanding because it seems like you're tagging me right now. Or I interpret it this way. Is that what you meant? Like that is peace of mind right there. But that's easy. Say hard do (laughs) says easy does says easy does hard. Like that's so easy to say, but in practice, like that's freaking hard to, to keep that state of mind all day. Yeah. When you talk, it's making me think of like, we always talk to each other and say things like, why is this so hard? Like, why is this that way? Why is parenting so hard? And I think it's hard for this reason. Like look at all the breakthroughs we're making and the things we're able to do now and, and still be happy through or like to endure or the character traits that we're developing, like patience and long suffering and love unfeigned. Like we probably didn't understand what love unfeigned was until you had, we had like a two year old who was throwing up in his and bed grouchy in the car and the stroller and like not very like really happy one moment and like throwing a rock at his sister the next moment and throwing up the next moment. Like for a toddler to be throwing up again in a stroller after we just cleaned up throw up in the car and the bed and to be feeling love towards him and like staying calm. I was like proud of myself to be running towards him instead of like running away. Instead of just pissed, throwing up my arms in despair and like swearing or whatever. I just was like, I'm so sorry, George. And I was like, wow, look at me go. <laughs> kind of right. like, geez. no, but that's why it's, it's so hard. I think so that you can develop those Christ-like attributes that you would never develop. It's true. Yeah. Or maybe you would like people who don't have children still develop those things for sure. Like everybody has different, I 100% believe they develop those things, but they're going through hard things too. Like I think people ask all the time, why are, why is this so hard? Or why is my life like, why is this trial so hard? And I think it's just helping us to become, to develop like attributes we would never have developed if we weren't uh-huh. put through issues that were hard. I totally agree. That's definitely one of the whys. And a lot of other whys will never be answered. A thousand more whys. So like why is not a very good question to linger on. That's definitely the best answer. And like believe that and then move on to all the like how, what's. Like how can I help? What can I learn from this? Is a way better way to like approach that long term. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because I would lingered on why for two years. Why is kids so hard? Why is this so hard? But maybe I mean, that's why is just so hard? the process, and maybe it's it just takes that long to or and longer. Like For we're me, not perfect yet or anything, yeah. but you kind of have to like maybe it's just something that takes a long time. Yeah. What do they call it? Like the refiner's fire? Like have you seen the movie where they're like, uh-huh. like they're a blacksmith? The, uh-huh. Chris McLean made that. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. He was filming. He was the videographer for that. Yep. So. Well, we'll post that link to the video Ashley just talked about in the show notes for this podcast, which I still don't know how to access from a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Every single podcast I've listened to, check out the show notes for this. I've literally never done that. But I think in iTunes somewhere you tap on like three dots and it should pop up on the phone or the desktop. Anchor, I think Anchor makes it a lot easier. And Spotify, who knows where it is on Spotify. So he's talking about the video I just referenced called I will the, put the, the refiner's fire. And if you can actually literally go and find the show notes, please tell me and I will be so impressed, but it's a good video. And I really think that the parenting that 
the journey of parenting is a refiner's fire. And I totally agree with what you said. Okay. Let's like, let's focus on the trip. What was your high from the trip? Definitely getting to know Ellie and Jared more and, and becoming better friends with them. I told, who did I tell? I was talking to my sister, I think. And they were like, wow, that must've been like the worst trip ever. And I was like, you know what? It was really actually fun. And I kind of thought about it for a second and tried to think about why it was fun because there was a lot of gross and yucky and like unmet expectations as far as what we would do on the trip because... Uh We thought we would spend a lot more time in the park. Yeah. Um, But the fun part was every night we would hang out with Ellie and Jared and talk with them. We happened to get a hotel room right next to them. Yeah. So we had... Adjoining doors. Yeah. It was perfect. So we could leave the door open and hear the kids, whichever house we were in. So they came out and hung out in our living room one night. And then the other night we went and hung out in theirs. But I don't think we've done that. Like hung out with friends and talked into the night since, well, I think since we got married, honestly. I know it was so healthy for me to just hear another couple's perspective and hear how they handle things. Just to like. And just to talk to somebody else about things that I'm normally only talking to Ashley about. I just think we're social creatures and humans we, are social creatures. And it just felt so good to just have other people. I relate to Ellie and Jared so much like uh, different people for different things. Like I am a lot like Ellie in my temperament with kids, I think. <laughs> and just kind of like she, we, Ellie asked, which one of you has more patience with the kids? And I was like, it's definitely Ashley. And she was like, oh, with us, it's definitely Jared. <laughs> and just things that Ellie would say, I was just like, man, it was like a breath of fresh air to like, see, man, somebody else has the same like issues with like, their kids sometimes. And I just really like, I loved Ellie for that. That was awesome. And she's very real and authentic. And she had a lot of good advice for us too, about just like our relationship. And um, she has a really good therapist that she recommended to us that we're going to talk to just about life and just because our therapist didn't work out our old one yeah and on that and like even books that she recommended and just just, it was so fun and other things about business because they are video creators as well Uh, man i could go on and then jared sorry were you gonna say something I was gonna say it's it's really fun. They're like our same age. There's like a couple years difference. Like yeah, Jared's just year. like a few years older, and Ellie's my same age. Yeah. Um, but they've been married. They got married five years before five us. five years before us. So it's fun to kind of talk to someone who's our same age, but they've been married five years longer, uh-huh. and they they've like went through what we're going through. Yeah, kids a little earlier. They went like us. they went through what kind of like the things we're going through. Like nothing big. Like almost like a couple years ago and they're like on the other side and they're able to say like, Oh, this worked for us. And this was a really great book for us. And this is what we did with our business and it has done really well. And Uh it's just, it's cool to be their friend. Like besides, I just really liked, I felt like we just talked really well with each other. We did. I I went and hung out with Jared and um, like found come, come to find out he plays guitar. He loves John Mayer. And um, we like, he, it's just he's into tech, so we talked about that, and I'm really jealous that he already pre-ordered the new iPhone. I and know, right? I have some other expenses that I'm saving my money up for, so I can't do that. Their yet. backyard's already done. Their backyard's already done. Yeah, and they have a couch, things like that. <laughs> they have blinds in their house. Yeah, but man, just both of them. I just it was just a really, really refreshing, fun time. It was just fun because after I got married to Dallin, all of my friends became long distance friends. 
and I talked to him all the time, but just because my college friends moved away and we moved away and everyone kind of got married and everyone just spread apart. All of my friend conversations were phone conversations. And then like I had kids and it just, I didn't really make a ton of new, really close friends. So every time I like seek out my friends, it's over the phone and it was super fun. We sound really pathetic right now. It was super fun just to do stuff in person. I know. It's hard to hang out with people we're in person after having kids. We're seeking in-person friends. A lot of people are well better at that than us, but we're getting better at it. And this was a big breakthrough for us. Mm-hmm. And we, we really have... like them. And if they're listening, we're not like, sometimes I feel like, you know, when you start dating someone and it's like one person likes the other person more or something. What do you mean? I don't want to be that person to them where we're like, we love you. Please come over every weekend. I am being vulnerable. Yeah. No, they said the same things. They were like, they're, they already brought up that they want to go like the ice castles with us and they still want to go out to dinner soon. So like, it's as far as I think it is equal we, the last night the last night we talked about this and i was like we need to determine this relation the dtr Jared's like are we having a dtr right that's now? like i don't know if that's a phrase in any other school but byu it was like a big phrase at brigham young university where i went it's a when DTR. you start dating someone you have to you don't have to but it was like the lingo like have you have you guys dtr'd have you determined what the relationship is like is it just friends is it going somewhere that's so funny <laughs> And we had a DTR with Nelly and Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, great. And excited to be friends with them and do more with them in the future. Mm-hmm. What else, Ash? Well, Dal, that is... Oh, that is not it. I wrote on the paper, our new diet, but I wrote it really bad. And it looks like it says our new dick. Our new dick. No, it's our new diet. But every time I look at it, I think my mind reads the other. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, Dallin and I are on a new diet and it's intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Both of us just have like, you know, five or six pounds that I still, I'm still not back to where I was and I may never get there, but I'd like to get closer than I am. Just so like, we oh. could both firm up a little bit. Yeah, we could. So, um, what we're doing is basically from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you eat <laughs> everything you want and then 7 p.m no, to 7 a.m you don't eat only eat things in the fridge seriously though the freezer if Dallin and i did that don't eat anything between 7 and 7 we would probably <laughs> we would lose, still five lose weight uh, i eat the worst after 8 or 9 p.m yeah i do pretty good throughout the day then it, it all goes downhill at dinner and then afterwards it's bad news it's like second dinner ice cream snack treat more ice cream. So and then weird. it's like all of a sudden I ate an extra 500 calories this day just for fun. Right. So what we're doing is. 11 to 6? 11 to 7. 6? What? 7? 11 to 6. It's not that different. <laughs> what? It's four more hours, I guess. No, I guess like hardcore is only eating window of six hours and then fasting for um, 18 hours. Mm-hmm. Six on, 18 off. That way, basically, you digest your food and then your insulin levels are low for a long time while you're sleeping and then the whole next morning. And basically, when your insulin levels aren't spiked and like digesting food, then you can burn more. That's when like when insulin is down, that's when you're burning calories. When insulin is up, that is like, pardon me. That is when you're like not burning calories. That's when you're digesting food. So 
Um, I feel like that. I don't. We don't have to get into like glycolysis or anything. You don't think that's accurate? I think it's accurate. I just think it's very like simplified. Uh, I wasn't studying nutrition like you did. Maybe there's more to it, but that's what I've studied and learned. Yeah. No, I think it's accurate. It's just broad picture, I guess. Yeah. And well, also just the prime, there's the basic rule of not eating after seven o'clock. So we're going to do eight hours on 14 off. Is that what we're going to yeah. do? It's a good start at least. So like, I think it's going to help me. Jared drink said more water. he goes 12 to eight. We could do 11 to seven or something. That's like a song, right? Seven or three, three, three to, to 11, 11, 11 to seven. seven. Talking about shift <laughs> work. Big old pile of shift <laughs> work. Yeah. That's a good song. Let's do 11 to seven. 11 to seven. That way we can still get late breakfast, lunch, pre-dinner and dinner. All the things. Uh-huh. But okay. So you don't just eat everything under the sun during those eight healthy. hours. Be healthy. You still try and be healthy. You and you just saying? cut it off. Like I cannot tell you how many nachos I eat. After exactly. the hour of seven. Yeah, so that alone is going Bowls to do of cereal? wonders for That's us. when Dallin always comes downstairs with... Dallin eats cereal like a man on I a mission. I freaking love cereal. I didn't know people ate cereal like Dallin does. <laughs> Listen yeah. to this. A bowl full of cereal. Uh-huh. Like a big bowl. Uh-huh. Fully filled. And then, then... he gets the peanut butter and he takes like a huge scoop of uh-huh. peanut butter. It's like, like a cake-sized piece okay. of peanut butter. That's pushing it. And then... And then he does honey on top. Sometimes. Only specific cereals. And then sometimes he puts cookies in it. Okay, maybe. <laughs> what am I leaving out? A banana. Oh, and then a full banana. Yeah, sometimes it just depends on the mood. But a good old scoop of peanut butter, good old banana, and some Honey Nut Cheerios. Man. When we first got so married good. and he did this, I was like... Dallin, is this how you eat cereal? And he was like, well, when I was a kid, that's how I ate cereal. <laughs> no, when I was a kid, I had the sugar shaker and I would just like... Yeah, me too, <laughs> until it's sugar, like sand at the sugar bottom. Sugar all over, yeah. That's how I did it. Okay, anyways, um, join us in the intermittent fasting and the first one to lose 20 pounds uh, gets to go to Chuck Rama. Okay, we're going to go film our new podcast right now or record it. If you are still listening, we are doing another podcast called Taking Sides with the Dashleys. And the Maiden Maiden podcast is coming out. We just don't have a thumbnail yet. We need a picture of me and you like standing back to back, crossing our arms, looking at the camera or something like that. No, I hate that idea. Why? Well, I just feel like it's corny. Well, what should we do for the podcast thumbnail for our marriage podcast? I don't know. Maybe just words right now so we don't have to wait to make it until we have a good picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, Taking Sides with the Dashleys, uh, go and look it up. It's going to be out soon and our first right few episodes now. will be out. Right now. And it's going to be about marriage and we will be taking sides. sides. We'll be getting letters from you guys, the listeners on issues you're having in your relationships right now, things you're going through. I explained it well in live. Oh, good. Dallin and I are going to be like telling, like filling you guys in on whose side we resonate more with. It's <laughs> it's not like pitting against each other. It's like... No, we want this to bring close together. Or if anything else, just like have somebody else to bounce off your relationship This is like from... Dave Ramsey for relationship yeah, issues. Yeah, Dave Ramsey. There we go. Except and, probably a little less helpful. And probably because Dave Ramsey is like a financial expert and we are not marriage experts. So, But we are married. But we are married. And we have a podcast. 
and we have a podcast and, there and that you go. makes us qualified to give people advice okay there go listen go. to that one right now let us know what you think please write us a review it helps us out so much thank you so much to our supporters you guys are seriously some of our favorite people we are so and you grateful keep this podcast going so have a good rest of your day and we will talk to you soon